Conversation is framed about young Don making a video responding to Alan's video that seemingly appeared as if Alan holds a lordship salvation view, meaning that you, you're saved by grace through faith, but if you're truly saved, you will produce good works. Uh, Don, myself, and John McCray hold to more of a free grace position. I'm probably in the in between, right? John McCray's, what do you mean? Um, I'm probably in between where I feel like um, you will want to produce good works. Yeah. But you won't always produce good works. You mm -hmm. will want to produce because your heart changes. God gives you a new heart. You're born again. So I, I feel like I kind of hold a bridge position between the two. Um, and so I think Corey it holds more of Corey leans more Calvinist. Most Calvinists hold a, hold a lordship salvation view. Uh, you, yeah. you, you hate sin. Your desires change, right? So it's, it's just kind of like in, in, in between. All right. So it's this idea that works based. It's not a works based salvation to them. Yeah. But at the same time, if your life isn't producing any fruit, they'll question your salvation. They'll question your salvation. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, and, then, and by the way, this is, this is just within people that believe you're saved by grace through faith alone. Mm -hmm. There's other views that say you're saved by grace through faith and your works have to maintain your salvation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's a whole nother camp. But uh, let's jump into this. Now, you're on my stream, which means I'm going to stop and commentate. <gasps> okay. Some of you guys just play the video. Just play the video. I can't stand that comment. Have you ever thought about just playing the video? It's like, it's, it's a stealing. reaction. Yeah. I love it. No, he's going to fix it. Oh, okay. In your belief, you're not wrong. Two, in what Alvin's, Alvin, Alvin said, he's not wrong. Alan's not saying you got to do this to be safe. He's saying, this is what I believe. I think it's what he's saying. I'm pretty sure it's what he's saying. That when you are saved, the spirit is in you. You're not just going to sit there. And we've been over some people, some famous people who, who said they believe. The question is, what do you mean, God or Bible, by belief? And we've covered this a few times on this channel, the word believe. Typically, it's a present active participle, present active tense that signifies that we are believing. The Bible knows of no Christian who's not constantly or in a state of continual belief. And because of that, we have the Holy Spirit that's going to be with us until we reach our ultimate destination, which is heaven. Because of that, we are going to move the way the Holy Spirit wants to as much as we yield. Not always. Sometimes we're going to mess up. Sometimes I might I might go off on somebody. Sometimes I might. So this is those conflicting desires. Mm. This is what he's getting at. I don't think we're that far apart. Like, I really don't think that. I think we have conflicting desires, and I think we're, we're we, we struggle with sin. You will struggle with sin. Right? Yeah. I mean, well, I guess to some degree, right? I think that's what he's getting at. Now, Don's probably going to disagree with this uh, because, again, this is more like you have to persevere, you have to conquer till the end view. Yeah. Which is which is a reformed view, to be fair. Don's not reformed. Remember, Don went anti-Calvinist. He was Calvinist for a couple of weeks. And then I introduced him to Dr. Layton Flowers, <laughs> and now he's not Calvinist. And I, and I actually think that's a W. But I'm, something's going to happen. Now, can I see and judge your works and say, yeah, you ain't saved? Not always. Now, sometimes I can. Sometimes we can. Right? The person who is who says, I believe— but also believes in Allah and Muhammad, who also believes in Confucius. And so, well, okay, well, wait a second. But now we can see and understand, right? That's not the same kind of belief that you and I have, right? The belief that we have is that Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. And faith in that alone brings about salvation. Now, just like their sins were atoned for in the Old Testament under the law, all they needed was faith in that atoning work of, the, of, of what God did, right? The same thing. Now, faith in the Lord's atoning work on the cross is what saves. The problem under the old covenant versus now is they didn't have the Holy Spirit. And so God's remedy for their wayward heart, because again, this is the same God 
who does not like sin. He abhors sin. The reason why we're not in the garden of days is because of sin. <laughs> Luke said, so, posit, Luke said, this is the kind of stuff that makes dudes go Catholic. The infighting of Protestants definitely makes people either become Orthodox or, you know what I'm saying? Because it like the, I feel like this, sh maybe I'm just over. I don't think it's that complicated. Yeah. I don't think it's that complicated. I think both the free grace and the lordship salvation position makes room for Christians that deal with sin and addiction. Mm. And I would say, and I can't speak for lordship salvation because I don't hold the position, but I feel like they make room for people that may overdose, that may, right, whatever, die in an accident while they got into a crazy fight with their wife while they were drunk, whatever. They make room for those people and don't discard them as unsafe. Mm. I feel like they make room. Whereas if you hold a uh, non-free grace uh, eternal security, you could be saved Monday, going to hell Tuesday, back in the Lord's graces Wednesday, and Thursday a heretic. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So that position doesn't make sense to me either. You know what I mean? Go ahead. What's his remedy? To give us the Holy Spirit. And he says in, in Ezekiel 36, as well as Jeremiah 29, that us having the Holy Spirit would cause us to walk and to work and to do. Pause it. He said Ezekiel. Ezekiel 36, 26. Right. This this is and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Free grace guys don't think that's about salvation. I think that is foreshadowing salvation. And so that's kind of what this is where I probably disagree with the free grace guy, because I mm. do think something happens when you're born again that makes you want to desire to love God. You're not going to do it perfectly, but you're going to love God. Um, and you don't you don't have to do stuff, but you want to do stuff. Right. So go ahead. Jeremiah 29, that us having the Holy Spirit would cause us to walk and to work and to do perfectly? No, no. Even Paul says the things I want to do, I don't do. The things I want to stop doing, I keep doing. Right. Thankfully, I've got this Holy Spirit. That's the only thing, the only redeeming quality I have is the Holy Spirit. And so I think what happens is sometimes we, we say, okay, um, if someone mentions works, sometimes our antenna pops up and you know what? Oh, that's works-based. And, and Alan does not in any way believe in works-based salvation. He, at least that his teachings say not. Are you with me? And I, so that's I, the, I would that's disagree. The I would disagree. Um, right. I would disagree. All right. So I would ask you then, okay, what to you, what does, what do you think it means? What does Romans chapter four, verse five mean for you? What does that mean to you? Let's pull it up. Yeah. Romans chapter four, verse five. What does that mean? Um, type and put it on screen. Romans four. But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justified the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness. Amen. Again, just what just what James says. It's, it's the it's not the work that saves you. Pause it. And NLT says, but people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. OK, when people. So verse four says when people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgave sinners. Mm. So, that's, so I'm not saying it, nor is nor is I don't think Well, I know he says because we talk about it. Alan's not saying it's our work that justifies. Now, remember. Paul has a couple of audiences in mind here. One, he's speaking to um, Gentiles, but he's comparing it to what's happened with Jews, with his countrymen. And he even switches in, in Romans 9, 10, 11 to speak specifically about them, that he wished that they would be like these Paul's Gentiles. I See, I don't know if Don and John would disagree with this statement, mm. but I feel like if we agree on this... I absolutely believe we change once we're reborn or born again. Our nature and desires change because of the Holy Ghost living inside of us. Mm. Right? You must be born again. Yep. Right? Like, isn't that what isn't that what that means? I'll give you new hearts, hearts of stone, not hearts of flesh. I'll put my spirit in you and move you to keep my decrees. I think this is fair. I don't again, I don't know if Don disagrees with this. Go ahead. 
placing their faith, but their righteousness is based off of works. Yeah, that ain't going to get it. That's Paul's point here in Romans four. Your righteousness, according to works, ain't going to do it, which is why Jesus said earlier, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will no way enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. So if your righteousness is based off of what you do, ah, you're, you're done, which yep. is why he says in Galatians three, um, I'm sorry, in Galatians that or, or five, anyone who seeks to be justified by their work or by keeping the law, any of those things, you're dead. You're cut off already. It's the faith of it. But then the faith is going to, if you live long enough, if you live long enough, it is going to move you. Now, everybody, this is why this is why the, the Justin Martyrs of the world, the Polycarps of the world, the, the early church fathers, specifically the ones who followed, let's say, John, after being saved, we're going to judge you by your works. Now, we don't have the ability to judge you eternally. We can call sin, sin, right? And we're not the ones going to determine if you go to hell as a result of it. Only God can do that, which is why we don't separate the wheat and the tear. Because sometimes the tear looks like the wheat, the wheat looks like the tear. But here he's clearly saying, I don't mean to monopolize the time, but he's clearly saying what you agree, that is, works don't justify us, only faith. Holy moly, right. I'll pause so, this real quick. We got a bunch of folks sign up. One, I disagree completely about your uh, your analysis of Alan Parr. Alan Parr clearly is, at the very least, a four-point Calvinist. Um, he definitely adds works to the equation because... I mean, if you just look at the title of his video, he says that many Christians, right? So he's not even accusing people who, um, you know, this this hypothetical person that we draw that believes on Christ, but then you don't see any changed life, which I don't even think that is a requirement to be saved because Jesus tells us that the moment you believe you are saved, you have the Holy Spirit. And then when mm -hmm. we turn to Ephesians, uh, or is it, yeah, when we turn to Ephesians chapter four, uh, verse, I must have missed it. Go ahead. Let's see. We turn to Ephesians chapter four, verse. So here's the thing. Pause. It would Don, be verse. Don well. does think that we should have works. He just doesn't think that works prove, reflect, or reveal salvation. Yeah. So it, he's, it he's would not be, against works. It would be interesting to get Don to not just debate the topic, but also share what it looks like in his own life. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Like he's always. It feels like he's always debating that specifically. Mm -hmm. But I think if he was to also share his like why he does works mm -hmm. right he participates in sanctification that he might they might actually find a middle ground yes and just because someone has or back ends works hypothetically if we're going to agree with don and say that the calvinist back ends works it doesn't mean that they're a heretic yeah it doesn't mean they're a heretic like that like that word that framing is is, is a very specific title False teacher heresy, like that's very, that's reserved for very specific people. I don't think it's the guy you disagree with theologically when the church has been fighting over this yeah. stuff for thousands of years. He can be not recommended from from your yeah. Platform. You could say I don't recommend Calvinists. I'd be like, cool. Yeah, I, so, I I think there's I think they still have some value. Yep. You know, I think some Calvinists still have. I I, th I, th I disagree with them on certain things, on quite a lot of things. But I I don't, like to say we can't learn from Alan Parr or Corey Minor. I just go crazy. You know. Yep. Let's keep going. 30, it says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed until the day of redemption. And so mm -hmm. if you receive the Holy Spirit the day that you believe, then you cannot lose your salvation. It doesn't matter how often you go to church. It doesn't matter how often you read the Bible, things which Alan implied in his video, right? Oh, well, some mm -hmm. of you aren't reading your Bible enough. Oh, so, so, so again, it's not even, you said, you know, you're going to see the Lord move you. Well, Pause apparently, it. yes, he's right there. Mm -hmm. You don't have to read your Bible. Yeah. You get to read your Bible. Alan's point is, if you genuinely have a change and you're born again, don't, don't shouldn't you want to read your Bible? Yes, you might struggle. You might start to hear Bible over and over, blah, 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 but, right? Mm. So I, th I think, yes, 
you, you can get saved in a country like North Korea where they don't have the Bible. You can get saved without a Bible. Yeah. And never read the Bible and never go to church and never do anything and go to heaven. Right? Mm-hmm. But you know how excited folks in North Korea would be who are Christians to get a Bible and get to read the Bible? Yeah. I, I don't know if we're past, talking past each other or, or, or what. According to Alan, there is a criteria. It's not enough to read your Bible once a week or five minutes a day or 10 minutes a day, right? You got to be reading your Bible. There's apparently a certain amount. And so my question is, okay, how many works does it take to be saved? How many works does it take to know that you're a Christian? Uh, here, here, we don't know. The Bible is spelled out. All we do know is this. And what Alan's saying we is this. We do know. We do know. It says no works, right? No okay. works. It, no Woo! works is necessary to be saved, right? So, ah, uh, Corey, Corey, Corey. He, 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 that's a misstep, Corey. That's a misstep because none. we don't know. You got to say none. That's a misstep, Corey. Keep going. Oh, I should have moved that. Let's, let me go back to James 2. I want to point something out. I want to point something out. When he says in 2.14, uh, what uses brother? He says, if someone says he has faith, but he has no works, can that faith save him? Now, this word for, for that faith is hey, peace days, which is which is why it's in the, um, the different articles there is to describe a particular type of faith. So that faith that has nothing. Matter of fact, let me wait, 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 wait. So I'll be, I, 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 I will, I will like to push back because uh, what version of the Bible mm -hmm. is that? Because I, you know, oh, that no. that reads a little differently than my King James Bible. Would you like me to read the Greek? Um, I, I, I don't read Greek. I don't, I don't read Greek. I read English. You know what I'm saying? So I like. Is the King James okay. Bible not a, a good Bible? The King James Bible is a, is a wonderful Bible, just like the NASB, ESV, uh, the, the, those oh, those versions. Um, this is why I, I, I mentioned <laughs> earlier. I would love to just you know maybe even offline have a conversation because this <clears throat> the, the King James version only. I, I really I I'm not a prophet, but I believe I, I believe you're going to probably move away from that later on uh, because if we just start expect inspecting the scriptures, the Greek and the Hebrew text, and just give it to us the because the, the point of the Bible is not to give it to in a, in a particular style. The goal mm -hmm. is to give us the message. Mm -hmm. The goal is to give us what thus saith the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. And if it says it, because what the King James Version doesn't account for is that the fact that the English changed. I ask you right now, if I say that's cool, what do I mean? Or it's cool. Mm -hmm. Well, that may mean temperature. It may mean something's okay. Mm -hmm. Languages change. The King James Version, it, it, it says, and wonderful version, I have no I'm problem like, with it. I'm loving this. We just don't <laughs> speak it. Sometimes, like we say the word whosoever, like in John 3, 16. Well, that word whosoever is not there. It meant what it meant at that time and, and was clarified. It was easily understood then because that's well, the way well, they no, spoke. Whosoever, whosoever is, is simple, right? Whosoever, anybody, right? Whosoever. Nope. Come, but that, that, see, that's my point. The whosoever in the um, in John, I mean, in the King James Version implies that anybody, he's not speaking of anybody in John 3, 16. And the specific people that he's speaking of, he says the hot pistol on. And so that's the point. Wait, wait, wait. How do, you, well, how, do you, how do you know that? Because here's the thing, right? By the Greek? No. Don's about to discover the the original language of the Bible. Don's gonna go learn Hebrew and Greek. Yo, Don, Don is the but type Don of person. Don is the type of person to do that. He Don will be like, "What? KJV ain't the best? I got you. Crash course in Hebrew and Greek, baby." Don will do. Yo, I'm telling you, I lo I love Don. Y'all be patient with Don. I really believe Don's gonna go to Israel Don, and learn to write the Torah bro, without mistakes. <laughs> I believe that Don genuinely loves the Lord. But I believe with Don, there is an ability and a grace over his life and his mind where he picks up things very quickly. And it's hard because the Bible and faith is not the same as like picking up illustration or the other. So he's brilliant in that regard. For his ability to be able to, for how long he's been studying. Yes. Granted, he admits that he's able to study a lot because yep. he does this full time. Yep. But his abil ability to call back. Yeah. To certain verses, yes. that's very sharp. Is crazy for how how amount of time he's been doing it. It's very good, and I could see Don being like, "All right, I'm gonna go learn the Greek and the Hebrew." You know what I mean? Yeah. And then be like speaking in Greek and Hebrew. I could, I could see that happen. So you know, we just you know, we just gotta be patient with the brother, man. Go ahead. Well, here's what I'm saying: forty-seven 
Greek scholars, right? These were these were men who could run laps around the average man intellectually, um, right? Everybody, this is my and this is my problem with this criticism of the King James Bible. Forty-seven mm -hmm. Greek scholars assembled into uh, it was either six or seven different teams over the course of seven years, many of which were fluent in multiple ancient languages, came together and translated this Bible, compared notes, found discrepancies, corrected discrepancies. Who are we to be, you know, one person? With uh, access to the internet, and we and we're finding you know um, one resource, and then saying we can override the 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 work that was clearly led by the Holy Spirit. God has promised to preserve His word, and for uh, over three hundred years, the King James Bible was the only um, English Bible in completion that was accessible to the public. And so I would have to say that is God preserving His word. It is the most popular book in print, right? Um, most mm -hmm. popular original Bible in print. Why would God allow a flawed uh, version of His word to become so prolific and to be the only source for hundreds of years? And so, well, because here's, here's, here's what's happening though. First of all, by, by the way, because no version changes anything, any doctrinal differences. Yeah. Whether you're reading the KJV or you're reading the ESV, if you're just reading it, it doesn't change any any significant doctrine. Don's view of the KJV is that the KJV is the only right one and the other ones are wrong. So he's assuming that uh, other people are holding the same position about the KJV. Because mm -hmm. he said, uh, why would God allow that flaw to mm -hmm. happen for hundreds of years? Mm -hmm. We would say... Oh, I think the KJV is totally fine. Mm -hmm. KJV is great. It's just not. A we, good, I just don't think it's a good utility because yeah. you're speaking a language that's 500 years old. Exactly. And, and so what I'm saying is that like he his argument is that all the other ones are wrong. This one's right. Yeah. So he I think he's assuming that we think that the KJV is wrong and there's another one that's right. Right. When we're like, oh, there's a there's a great utility in a lot of them. Yeah. Keep going. This version wasn't the first English version. I never said it was the first. Fourth. I said it was. I said that it was the first publicly available Bible that for Old and New wow. Testament, just according to history. No, 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 no. Why was it? The, why was it the most publicly accessible? I mean, it was the first one that was allowed to be uh, put into print and sold to the public at an affordable price. But why? 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 Do, why? Why is that? You have the answer. Well, you got. You got to remember, we, we've got an actual government behind it. Not, not to say that the King James Version Bible. There's nothing wrong with the King James Version. Is it perfect? No. Uh, just look at Romans. Romans, Revelation twenty two nineteen, where the King James Version has has the word uh, "Book of Life," where it's clearly the Tree of Life. I'm not saying it's a huge difference. I'm not saying it is or isn't. I'm just saying that that particular word is not found in the King James. I mean, in, found in the Greek. Now, more to the point, the King James Version. Uh, I, again, this is why I, I have no problem with the King James Version. I can, if you want me to put it up, I'll But you should. You up. should. If you're saying that there are errors in the King James, you should have a problem with it. Well, pause it. There's a difference between mm. errors that, that, that like, are changing core doctrine yeah. versus errors that's, like, yeah, like, this word is different, and depending on which Greek manuscripts you're going, say, Tree of Life, Book of Life, it doesn't make any significant doctrinal change at all. And this is kind of my point, is that he, he believes— Cory Miner should have a problem with KJV if he's rebuttaling KJV, mm -hmm. and it's not it's not that black not and like white. That. King, again, if you go to King to the King James Version, chapter twenty, chapter twenty two, I mean Revelation, chapter twenty two, verse nineteen, your version is going to say uh, the tree. I mean the Book of Life. All right, which the book, book is, which, is, not, which, is not there? The which, reason why is because which they didn't, he, didn't, he didn't have the they didn't have the complete manuscript, the complete manuscript of <clears throat> excuse me of Revelation. Now, what we did have at the time of the King James Version. Wait, I'm trying to find it. You said it was Revelation what? Twenty two nineteen. Okay. Twenty two nineteen. I'm gonna pull it. The manuscripts here. that were used. And I don't want to get off of this, but the manuscripts that that were used. Pause it. Uh, so, uh, so in the, what's it called app? Where is it? In the, what's it called app? Uh, we go here. Um, this has a little cool, um, you can look at, you can look at all of them, right? He said, Revelation 22, 19, and if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city and from the things which are written in the book. Right. And so that's the new King James. The King James says, if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy. So what he's saying is the 
ESV or the Greek is saying, and if anyone takes away from the words of this book of the prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. So that's what the ESV says. I'm assuming Corey Minor likes the ESV. Let's look at some of the other translations. So yeah, it is a it is a a uh, reasonable um, you know d- disagreement. I don't think it's that significant, but let, let's let them flesh it out. Yeah, the U version. The U version. You can hit the compare. Button. Uh, are from the 12th century. Six manuscripts from the 12th century on. And we're not even sure if that 12th century manuscript was actually the 12th century. Since then, we've found 10,000 more manuscripts, and they go back a thousand years prior. If those same people, so we found. Way, pause it. We found older manuscripts. We found more manuscripts and older manuscripts. Mm-hmm. And we we still we still keep finding manuscripts. Yeah, like we still keep finding manuscripts till this day, right? So so that's why if we're looking at other manuscripts, then we're then we're there's there's a lot we can we can glean from in terms of newer manuscripts and, and, and what passages are, you know, th- what, what things have typos, what things are not in, in some of the early manuscripts. That's how we come to these conclusions. Go ahead. Same committee said that there's still much work to be done on the translation. They said so themselves in their annotations and notes and so forth. So they even said that this isn't perfect. There's much work to be done. If they had had access to the thousands and thousands of manuscripts we have today, going back to, going back to the, uh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, going back to the, the um, second century, I'm sending it right now, John. See, uh, but here's my problem with this, right? My problem with this is we're not trusting God, right? So no, how, no, because how do we not know that there's some other manuscript, right, sitting in some vase waiting for some other kid to find? This is the charismatic side of Don. Mm. Like, there's some, there's oddly a charismatic crossover, isn't there? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed on that. Yeah, because how the manuscripts works is that there's, there's manuscripts that we can kind of predate to when they go back. And there's manuscripts from I don't know there's there's there's, there's a P fifty two P fifty two from from the first century the Gospel of John and then there's stuff from the second century third century the fourth we don't have copies of the we don't have the original we don't have copies of the original right we may have copies of copies of the original and so but there is one that goes way back so what you're saying is hey we're going back to earlier versions that all align and they have discrepancies on these versions over small discrepancies Bar Ermin who goes and says, there's 400,000, there's more discrepancies in the Bible than there are words in the Bible, right? Like, not like that kind of goofy stuff. We'll tell you, yeah, but it doesn't change any significant doctrine. Uh, <laughs> the guy, the guy, the atheist agnostic guy yeah. who is on 10 about all these discrepancies will, at the same time, he'll say there's 400,000 uh, variations, t- uh, textual variations, but when pressed by James White, will say, yeah, but it doesn't actually make any difference to any core Christian beliefs. Mm. So then we're talking about like, it, you know, it, does the word, is it a, he, he said to them or said to them, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, they're, they're, yeah, these yeah. are such insignificant changes that I think most people don't even know that these are, that, that, that these are there. And so we discovered more manuscripts after the KJV was in fruition, at least as, as I've known. And I'm going to, and I'm researching this stuff and I'll have the names of these things of which manuscripts got from where and which are the older ones and which are the new ones and which are we gleaning from. Go ahead. In the cave, that's now going to be older than the ones that we found. That say something different. We're, we're well, constantly, this, well, two things. We're, one, we're in this you just say we trust God to preserve his word, right? Right. So exactly. why are we saying that these manuscripts that we found that we know that were, that were in existence before, why didn't, why don't we trust those? Because they're different from the ones that we already had. And they're they're not, they're not, no, they're not, they're not even all that different. They're I mean, no, different. No, they are. They, but they're, again, they're missing verses, right? Is it, do you think it's a coincidence? Do you think it's a coincidence that many of the verses, um, most of the verses, in fact, that uh, are supposedly, you know, added to the Texas Receptus that are not found in these other supposedly older manuscripts? You don't think it's a, do you think it's a coincidence that they all, um, most of them are talking about, you know, downplaying the deity of Christ, um, you know, uh, for instance. Okay, so for instance, right, uh, when the eunuch asked 
the um, as Philip, how you know what must I do to be baptized, or what must I do to be baptized? And Philip says, you have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, well, I believe with my, you know, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then he says, okay. And then they stop the cart to go get baptized. Jump in the water, right? Getting wet okay, doesn't save this, you. I don't want to go too too far off here, but if I was trying to translate, because I don't, I don't know anything about the people that were that were that were on this work to translate the scriptures. Okay, I do know we know about the folks that translate the scriptures prior to the King James version. We even know about the people who died as a result of it. If I was to go back and look at the scriptures today, do my due diligence, mm -hmm. and I ignore 50,000, 40, 30, how many thousand manuscripts we have? If I, if I ignore those and the ones that go back a thousand years prior, I think I personally would be derelict in my duty. But now, I don't, I don't want to go there right now because that'll be another uh, hour long conversation. But on this, I want to read something in regards to, to, to us as believers. And I think, I think John McCray is going to, going to come on. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure. Yeah. I think I, I, I did set it off. Okay. I think I did. Yeah, I did. Okay. So let me read this passage real quick. First mm -hmm. John three four. Let me know if you can see this. Matter of fact, I tell you what I'll do. Doggone it, doggone it. Tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go ahead and put in the King James version for you. How about that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on one second. Let me go back to the screen and bring and bring on John. Gotta love Corey Miner, man. Hey, brother, how you doing? Minor. Shout out to Corey Miner. Hey, here. Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? How's doing pretty going? good. Let me let me go ahead and read this passage real quick. Is is there a way says, uh, that I can see both of you? Is there uh, a way? To, is there a way that will allow me to see both of you? You should be able to see both of us. Okay, because I still just see you. Hold on. Um, all right. But yeah, yeah, keep going. I guess I'll, okay. I'll try to figure it out. So whosoever, verse, verse four of first John chapter three, whosoever committed sin transgresseth also the law for sin is the transgression of the law. And he know that he was manifested to take away our sins, which is what I said before. That's the problem we have is our sin. Um, and in him is no sin. Whoever abideth in him sins not. The person who is in Christ sins not. Whosoever, this word is whosoever. <laughs> Again, there's a word that's not there. It's pos in the Greek. But whoever, the ones that's not sinning or whoever sinned, the one that's sinning, hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you that uh, he that doeth righteousness is righteous. Let me say it again. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. So that one that in the, the word is poion. So the one is working or doing righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever, whosoever is born of God, doth not commit sin or practice sin. For his seed remaineth in no, no, him, no, that's and he a, cannot that, so, sin. No, no, so no. All right, it says does not commit sin. It says does not, does not commit sin. So that would mean that if we're going by the way that it seems that you would be interpreting this, the moment uh -oh. you sin, that is evidence. Uh, are we good? Yeah. Yeah. It, the moment you sin, that is evidence that you are not of God. If well, we're no, to, if, if, if we're look, to interpret, if you look at the Greek, uh, see, this is what we, we can't, we can't, we, so we can't, it's like, at this point, you know what I'm saying? It's like, now you tell me I can't. Uh, you practice sin. Practice sin. Don't, Don't be out here wilding out practicing sin. No, but Don is saying if you commit sin versus practicing sin are different. Uh, yeah. So so he's saying we have to we have to read it face value for what the KJV says, mm -hmm. and it says commit. So commit. he's saying okay. He's saying you can't add in the word practice. Well, uh, but but so then like does the Greek have no utility? Is that and, and, I, is and that what Don's position? Is? That's kind of what he's saying right here, which is that's why I'm like, oh, this is interesting because yeah. he said we can't keep doing this, and I was like, why not? We should always be going back yeah. to the Greek. Go ahead. The Bible, right? I no, no, I, I just I just read it though. I said, whoever is born of God doth not commit sin. Right. And if we go to the Greek, if we go to the Greek and put mm -hmm. on the screen again, he says, This upoye, not doing this, this doing is the practicing. So the yeah. person that is practicing sin or doing the sin, that person is not of God. No, but here's the, the thing: who, everybody who practices sin, though. Everybody sins in word, thought, and deed every day. Nobody, no, nobody no, no, lives. No, no, there's a different. We don't practice sin every oh, day. No man, you definitely don't. That's I a, I don't practice sin. Yeah, I'm not out here practice prac, <laughs> practice sin. We talking practice? We just we talking about practice. <laughs> we talking practice? I I don't know. I don't know. I we do sin. We definitely sin. Oh, 100%. we do sin, but practice. Practice. You talking about practice? Keep going. Between the person that sins and the one that practices sin. No, no the but here's the thing. But who is to make up that that distinction, right? Well, no, 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 what would you say? What would you say? What would you say? So you're telling me that since you have been saved, you have never intentionally sinned? 
Sure, I have. That's so, what I'm saying. But, but what no, is it? So how many, time, how, how many words, times you got to do something to, for it to be a practice? But 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 Don, you missed you missed the point. No, no one's not. saying okay, that you don't sin. No, but here's what I'm saying. You're saying practice. I'm saying how many times you got to sin for it to be practice? I don't. I, I don't make that. That's God's rule. No, no, no. So that's, a, that's I, I mean, that's a great question. That's a good. Great, mm. this, is a, this is a good. This is a good point on, on Don's behalf, right? Yeah. How much sin is too much sin? If we're saying you have to maintain appearances or a continued hate for your sin, at what point is it too much sin? True, but but the word of practice implies intention, or it, like I guess you, I guess to his point, if the word practice implies intention, then that would then when's the last time you purposefully sinned? I don't know. Um, I just wouldn't. I would I, say I genuinely do my very best not to purposely sin. I agree. Right. It's like you do your best not to lie. Like yeah. I, I know that's a crazy, preposterous idea, but when I think about practicing, I don't think about trying not to practice. And this is where I would I didn't, say, I say didn't, one more time. I didn't try not to learn violin when I was in fifth grade, mm -hmm. and and then and then the few times I picked it up, I just learned it and I called that practice. Yeah, but like if you go play yeah. basketball once a month, yeah, you're not you're practicing, not practicing basketball. basketball. Yeah. It's something you have yeah. to do every day. You're like, I want to go do yes. this. I want to participate yes. in this. Now, the, again, where we do need to, and again, I know that I thought, this isn't me trying to coddle sinners yeah. to, to hear my heart. Where I think we do have to make a caveat is there are people that get saved. Mm -hmm. They love Jesus. They're born again, but they, they, they can't put the meth pipe down. Yes. Those people, to me, are still saved. You yeah. don't say they're not saved because they still smoke meth. Mm, yeah. Right? No, no, that, that, that's a very good point because then— yeah, you have to look at the lowest common denominator yes. based off of salvation. Yes. So to Don's point, now I get what you're saying. Yeah, because, and, I, and I would agree. Yeah, if you look at the lowest common denominator yes. and someone is is actually doing sin every yes. single day yes. intentionally, yes. then, and but they believe in Jesus, mm, yep. the lowest common denominator, not someone that's been saved for a while that's practicing sanctification. Yes, yes. And, mm. and, 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 and this is not, this says the Lord or theology. This is, this is Ruslan's opinion. I think the Lord uses the church to help people get better. Yeah. I think the Lord, through the church helping people with resource, with Bible study, with small group, with whatever, helps people to not stay in that pattern of sin. This is what, why recovery groups are great, right? And so, um, so anyway, keep going. What he's saying, right? If you look at Romans chapter four, verse six, it's oh, 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 it through this. No, what does he mean then? No, so what he means is that when you are washing the blood of Christ, you get the righteousness of God imputed onto you. And so all of your sins are blotted out. Once your sins to blot out means to be made inconsequential. And so you cannot sin as a Christian because you've been made a, a new creature that has been freed from the curse of the law, right? That you're not under the law. The law now becomes a schoolmaster that shows us how we, we can live a blessed life and a life that is conducive to doing good works onto God. But that is how we technically do not sin because anybody who wants to imply that they do not sin. And also, since when do we serve a God that cares about, you know, how we feel about things, right? He cares but about what we believe and what we do, what we don't believe and what we don't do. So just because you sin and you chalk it up to, yeah, but I feel bad about that. Look, it don't matter if two men commit murder and one is in front of the judge and he's incredibly sorrowful and one man is calloused about the, the act, they're both getting life in prison, right? The crime is a crime, the time is a time. And so so the re the way we get righteousness is not by practicing righteousness. The Bible tells us that our works, right? Our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. The way that we, because even in our righteousness, a man will in a moment be like, oh, wow, I went this week and, you know, I didn't do that. You know, I, I was such a good Christian. I read my Bible, you know, an hour a day, every day for a week. Well, he was just, that's just pride right there. He's practicing pride. So even in so his attempts to, to do righteousness, hold on, even in his attempts to do righteousness, he filthy, he dirties it up with his sinful nature. And so the only way we receive righteousness is told to us in um, our Romans chapter four, verse six, right? If we turn to Romans chapter four, verse six, 
Um, it tells us where, how, you know, that we receive righteousness, right? And it says, even as David also describes the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputes righteousness without works, right? And that's Old Testament. So it's not even this idea that the law played a role in, you know, um, you know, getting us right with the Lord in the Old Testament is also false. But John, John, let me go ahead and get you in here. What, 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 what do you take? What, what's your take on this? Yeah, that's, that's good. Thanks for you guys having me on here too. And it's, uh, there's a lot kind of that just went through, but. Shout out to John McRae. This is getting interesting. I wish he was on camera, but you yeah. know. I guess my, my kind of thing is thinking about this is like, so when we think about, I, I guess I hear a lot of Calvinistic interpretations and, and I understand we can talk about like some of the Greek and stuff like that, especially that first John passage. But um, the, the kind of assumption there is like, I guess when we think back to how are we saved in the first place, right? And I think we all are on the same page with the fact that we're saved completely by uh, by grace through faith and it's his righteousness that's imputed onto us in order to give us salvation, correct? Right. So we're all on that same page, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now if, if we have his imputed righteousness, I mean, this is just a practical question and we can start getting into the verses. Um, but the practical question, if we're saved by his righteousness, obviously our righteousness does not play a role in our salvation. Right. So, so right. I think we all agree about, we're all once saved. Saved, we're saved, right? Are mm -hmm. all of us? Yep. Okay. Okay. And then out of curiosity, just to, to be clear, um, would you identify as a five point Calvinist just so I have kind of an idea where you're coming no, from? No, I'm not, I'm not a Calvinist. I, I guess if, uh, you're not I'm a Calvinist. No, nobody want to identify as Calvinist. Oh, okay. Two and a half point, three point, whatever. I'm not, so no, I, 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 okay. there are some beliefs that they have. I agree with, but no, I'm not a Calvinist. So he's saying he doesn't agree with all the two. So maybe, maybe, maybe he's, uh, maybe he's right. I don't know. Okay. And do you believe in free will? I do. I believe. I, I believe. Well, and I, I don't like to use the word free will. Libertarian free will. I believe that we have the ability to choose. I also believe that God has the ability to choose. And so there are some things that okay. because we are saved, the Holy Spirit is in us. Uh, I believe He causes us to do some things, not everything. Uh, and if we're not saved, then we then we've got something else that's also. Yeah, kind of working what us, do you which mean? is that of the, uh, uh, the enemy. But do I believe that we have the ability to choose? I do. I, that's why one of the reasons I don't believe in, I'm not a Calvinist, because I believe that we have, mankind has the ability to choose to be saved. Now, I don't believe that mankind will, but we have the ability, we okay. just don't. That's can Calvinism! Corey, that's Calvinism! I think man can choose, but he won't choose, therefore God chooses. That's literally reformed Calvinism. Yeah. Respectfully, Corey. I love Corey Minor. Go ahead. To, uh, to sin or not to sin. Sure. Okay. Okay. So, so we can choose not to, so we can choose to stifle the spirit, right? So we can choose if the spirit prompts us to um, behave in a holy way, we can choose to stifle that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. So if we can do that. Then, then how, then, then how could you hold a position where it would be that you have to necessarily produce good works after you receive salvation? Because if we have the ability to stifle the spirit and to say no to the spirit at all, then we have this, um, the ability not to necessarily produce good works as a result of salvation. Here's my question. Then. Here's my question. Do, do you, do you produce any good works? I, I think everybody in the world produces good works. Okay, yeah, but, but everybody point, in the world. But but do yeah. you ever produce any 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 works that come as a result of the Holy Spirit being in you? Yeah, absolutely, sure. Okay, it, and yes, I, but but okay, but can you ask my question just so that way I just make sure because I'm just trying to make sure I gauge your view so I have the right frame. Say it again. I, I thought you, say it again. So the question was: so if if we have the ability to stifle the Spirit and not respond to the Spirit that prompts us to do good works, um, if if we have free will um, in that sense, then we have the ability to. Uh, then if that's possible, then we can't say that works necessarily follow from salvation because it's still our choice if you want to produce good works or not. Correct. No, oh, correct. Now I'm not saying that we have to do works. I'm not saying that. Okay. I'm saying but that the spirit if, in us okay, will cause us. And the re and where I get that from is because God says that when he puts his spirit in us, he will cause us to, to do these things. And so now we don't measure them. I didn't, I didn't read my Bible today. I didn't pray. I didn't, I didn't help this little lady. I'm not saying that because we get to the habit of, of trying to count fruit ours and others. Well, that's when we get ourselves kind of shipwreck. But those, and here's what's funny. Everyone that believes um, in faith alone, and you should, if I ask them, do you ever do any good works prompted in you by the Holy Spirit? They'll say yes. If I ask, are you a disciple? They'll say yes. And so the issue, this is where I think the issue comes in is that I would disagree we think that one group is saying we that. must do works. I'm not saying, I don't think I only is. I'm not saying you must do works. I'm saying right. the longer you live, the Holy Spirit is going to do something in you. It's going to cause you. Mm. Here's, here's, here's what I mean. And this, this is my analogy. I have salvation and, and, and the people in the chat have heard me say this before. Pause salvation. It, I, like, I think this is a good conversation. Like these are good conversations to flesh out. These are good conversations to flesh out and figure out what is the proper process for for dealing with these things i believe my back is hurting my legs are hurting i need to sit down this chair is going to sustain my weight 
I can trust in this chair. How do I know I trust it? By sitting down. And now I don't just sit in the chair. What I do is because this is how I, know I don't have faith in the chair. If I sit in the chair and brace myself, grab hold of the desk, give a good wide base and make sure it just in case this chair falls. I'm gonna be like, that, that to me is kind of a works based trusting. I'm going to pull down some wire and bolt to the chair to make sure the chair doesn't fall. No, I've got complete faith and confidence in this chair. And so, you know what I'm allowed to do because of that? Do my works because the Lord is, I, I place my faith in him. I'm safe. Interesting parallel. After that, that parallel. I'm going to do something. The longer I live, something, the spirit is going to work in me to do something that right. somebody's going to see this good work and cause me to glorify, I mean, cause other people to glorify him by seeing what I'm doing. Right. I, I've been saved according to the Bible. I think that's, an, uh, but I, think that, I think that's, sorry, both, yeah, I was saying, I think that's both subjective and it's an assumption, right? It's subjective and it's an assumption because what is? Um, one, that someone is going to, because of X amount of time, someone will start living their lives in a way that you can now visibly you know determine oh there's the evidence that you know he has the holy spirit you know for, who is to say right if that man right even does so much as you know shoots off a quiet prayer at night that's not something you're going to be able to see and maybe he never grows past that because the bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god and so if this man is not you know attending church not reading his bible he, he mm -hmm. cannot mature spiritually and so you know who's to say that you know someone gets god. saved and then they live no but here's the thing so are you saying that there aren't people get saved and then you don't see any you know visible change in them for 10 years that that's the point that's the point so what, it's not so up to me no but that's, that's what i'm saying so wait, what, wait, what by, putting metric, by putting this did, metric you see this because wait wait because this but is did, a, did not god say did it was god who said so god said that he'll put his spirit in us and then cause us to walk in his teachings right what does that mean right but he doesn't force us to walk in his teachings he doesn't whoa, 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 force whoa, 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 us. Right. He doesn't no force us. Yeah. You know what I noticed? They would have to they would have to discard the Ezekiel passage yeah. and the Old Testament passages foreshadowing salvation and saying they're not about salvation. That's yeah. that's what they would have to do for mm -hmm. the, with those passages in order for this to work. Well, I also noticed that Don was mentioning, he was mentioning that uh it's an arbitrary amount of works that is made so that someone can determine whether else someone else is saved or not. He's saying if someone prays at night, mm -hmm. you're not going to see that. Yes. So, but this is why I don't question people's salvation. And, and that's what I'm saying is that like, <laughs> like Don, I, I don't know, like if they're not on a workspace salvation, which yeah. I don't think they are. Right. Right. I don't, I don't think their point is that you have to get works done to be saved yeah. or that you should be able, you will be able to judge somebody else's works. Yes. Whether they are saved. Yes. It's a hundred percent between them and God. Yep. But that being said, even in the quiet things that no one else sees, there should be some sort of Yeah. Some sort of like reaching out. Sure. Right. That's kind of what their position is. Yeah. But but to say that uh but to come from the position where you think it's like it's outward facing in versus right. like inward, yeah. Then then it's I don't think that's the argument they're having. Yeah. It gets muddy. Yep. If he, did, if, he, if he did I, I want to make sure. Sorry, my bad. I, I just want to make sure because I, I think this is where my Pause question. It, and this is why I don't like uh, virtual conversations because there's that little. Uh, uh, you no, know you, what you, I mean? You, you, you that go ahead. <laughs> makes the conversation so awkward and tense. Whereas, like, if we're in the room together, you know, which anyway, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Who's the one that's doing the good works? Are we doing the good works? Is or is this some sort of um, um I guess, or are we doing them co, um, co, co with God? Like the synergies? I guess not talking about salvation, but in terms of works, or is God doing the works? Are we doing the works? Or are we both doing the works? On your he's, view, because I'm curious how. Uh, oh, I believe he's working in us. In. The good, the good that I do ain't me. If I if if I do the slightest bit of good, it's God. It's, it's the Spirit in me. Because after the Spirit, you know what I'm gonna do? Whatever I want to. Matter of fact, I might cuss you out. I might go. I might. I might you know what? I might have some some, some some chicks on the side. After the Spirit, who knows? But so, God. So, okay. All right. So what does it take? What does it? If wait, this is a contradiction. Question is what what role does the Spirit play in changing? Uh uh, uh yeah, not ch changing our heart, but also like 
unctioning us mm. to want to do good works. That's where the debate is, it sounds like. But I, I may be wrong, but keep going. It's not true belief unless they're works, but the works are caused solely by God. And if someone doesn't produce these evidential works that support your belief, then it's God's fault. Because what is it to- No, 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 you're missing it. You, no, you're missing no, what I'm no, saying. No, no, because you're saying it is God okay. that makes you do the good works, right? And so if the good works are yeah. evidence, no, you said it's God that makes you do the good works, but the good works are evidence that you believe. Well, then if no one is producing the good works to prove that they believe, then it's God's fault. No, okay, listen, 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 listen. Somebody, let's just take Bob. Bob might do something or might not do something. If Bob is a believer, the Holy Spirit is in him. Two things the Holy Spirit, according to scripture, wants him to do. Two things. One, testify of Christ, right? Two, wants us to magnify him in a way and, and not to sin. Now, are we going to sin? Sure. Are we going to live in it? No, we're not. God says, because the problem that God has but always we do, had. We mankind, do live in it, though. We do live in it. We do live in it. We do live in it. All the way, all no, the no, time, no, 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 we do sin, but we don't practice it. No, no, but, that but is, the word that's a say. contradiction, man. That's like, that's like, um, it, <laughs> that's like saying, yeah, you know, I, I will, I will commit crimes, but I don't practice crime. That's what you're saying, Again, right? I will, I will no, rob, I'll rob the store. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll steal this. I'll hurt this guy, but I don't practice crime. But I'll do it, crime for. It's like saying, I generally am a safe driver, but sometimes I, I speed. And, text and, and, drive. and when I speed, I break the law. Yeah. Right. But I'm generally a good driver. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I'm think it's done. crime. But anyway, keep going. Yeah. I'll do crime every day, but I don't practice crime. The word is this, Don. The word is this. The word is this. Harmatian u poye. That is literally means the one who's practicing sin. I can go out and play basketball. I don't have a lifestyle of being a basketball player, right? I can go out and work okay. out. But there's, you know, there's using your illustration, Zach. And so what we do, we live for him. We live so for my him. question is, God how many says, times to do it before it's practice? That's the that's that's, that's, See, the that's not, So if you're saying serve a God of confusion. There's not though. a counter. You have, to get, you have to get better at it. I'm just kidding. We don't serve a God of confusion. If there was a certain number that we needed to watch out for, because then we would be in danger of stepping into practice, as opposed to, I guess, just doing it. I don't know what, what the alternative to, to that is. If you're okay, doing let it me more than once. Let me, let, me ask, let, me, let me ask, I want to ask John and, and I want to ask John and Don a question. I didn't okay. realize that, John. And and let me just say one real quick thing, real quick yeah. thing about that passage, because mm -hmm. I, th I think the thing is, too, is we're, we're confusing things here, because really what that passage is talking about is it was just how those who are born of Christ don't sin, right? We read that in mm -hmm. 1 John, I think it's 1 John. Uh, is it 1 John 3? Is it 5? 1 John 3. Anyways, um, but, if we, but yeah, so if we go to um, 1 8, though, remember here, we know that we do sin, right? So what it's referring to really is that if we're saved, or if we're saved because of his imputed righteousness, we don't sin according to our spirit, right? We still sin in the flesh, we don't sin according to the spirit. So even we can even leave a lot of this aside when it comes to like the Greek, when it comes to the practicing um, of sin, because even then, I think Don's point is to hold, this would be bad advice if we weren't able to know what it meant to make a practice of sin. Because like when people say habitual sin, how much sin is habitual? Once every week, once every year, right. once every two years, right. all of this can be quantified as habitual. And even worse, um, then we could actually just switch up and say, okay, well, I'm not gonna um, you know, do the same sorts of sins all the time. I'll just do these different types of sin and then I'm good. And then it's just like the subjective road. We can't define it. This is why the Catholics, I think, do a better job than Protestants here, because at least the Catholics will say, these are the venal sins, these are the mortal sins so we know what sins to expect but when we have this fuzzy thing in the protestant view where it's just like well it just has to be some good works how many good works i don't know you know what i mean what kinds of good works i don't know um good works that can look it could look good on the surface but uh, maybe a guy's trying to give a kid candy to kidnap the kid or something like that right there's mm. all of these problems just logically i'd like mm. to get into the scripture though too when we can get into verses but but anyways um so i said that we can probably just move past this point in my opinion unless you guys really want to stay on this point i want to ask you guys a question i want to ask you guys a question that only oh, tell me to slow this down a little bit here's my question <clears throat> does god first we all we all would agree that obviously god hates sin he he has said he's going to do something about sin his statement in regards to doing something about sin is that he is going to, one, not let that be the issue that he sees with us. We are atoned by our faith. But he literally says in Ezekiel 36 that he's going to cause us to walk in his teachings. And then we know that the Holy Spirit in us, the result, the karpos, the result of the Holy Spirit. in I think Calvinists tend to do this more than free grace guys. I tend to think Calvinists tend to be salvation police more than the free grace guys because i hear all kinds of wild stuff from calvinist on if you do this if you don't do this if you do, don't do this blah 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 then you're not saved now i'm using a broad generality okay and to Corey's credit he says he's not a calvinist 
we don't need to get into the particulars of that. Now, here is the flip side of all this. The free grace uh, part, that's that, that's a struggle for me, is the, 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 the free grace position is to say someone that's deconverted, someone that's an enemy of the gospel, someone that's now intentionally usurping people from the gospel being preached is now is still saved. As a guy that leans pre, pre, free grace strongly, that's hard for me to wrap my brain around, right? That That's wrong. And so I would go, well, maybe they were never saved, which would be the Calvinist position, right? So like a fanatic, we've covered fanatic on the channel. I go, well, maybe he was never saved. Maybe he was never saved. That seems more logical and reasonable to me, right? But yes, being a fruit watcher is mad annoying, right? It's mad annoying. It's, it's mad annoying, right? So then you have to create room to say, well, maybe people are were saved and aren't saved. I would say, well, no, I still hold to eternal security. We all hold to eternal security. Do you see, you see how confusing and convoluted this gets? You, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, I think it's a stretch to be like, yeah, someone that was a Christian deconverted and now makes content dunking on Christians and saying how stupid it is to be a Christian is still saved because at some point they profess faith like that. I go, whoa, okay. That's 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 tough for me. That's tough for me. So I'm just giving you guys the the weakness in both positions. I'm trying to be uh, impartial. I'm saying I don't know. If I'm honest with you, I'm saying that's hard for me to wrap my brain around. Is that fair? Is that fair? I want to I ask you guys a question. Let me tell me to slow this down a little bit. Here's my question. <clears throat> Does God, first, we all we all would agree that obviously God hates sin. He, he has said, he's by going the way, shout out to Don for his new studio. It looks lovely. About sin. His statement in regards to doing something about sin is that he is going to, one, not let that be the issue that he sees with us. We are atoned by our faith. But he literally says in Ezekiel 36 that he's going to cause us to walk in his teachings. And then we know that the Holy Spirit in us, the result, the karpos, the result of the Holy Spirit in us, according to Galatians 5, are some things that we do. Now, we don't measure them. We don't say, well, I've done this, this, I've done that, or he or I didn't do this. No, we don't. That, that part is subjective. It's up to God. The reason why is because only us or me and God can actually identify. Paul says, let every man examine himself. We're not, we don't have all these warning passages throughout scriptures to say, well, it doesn't matter. No, it matters okay. because the way we identify, the way we can know, because how the person who says that, for example, let me ask you a question. Do you all, do you all, would you all agree? Okay. I think that, uh, see, I think the thing with Corey here is you, you, you kind of become a fruit inspector, right? You kind of become a fruit inspector. If you, you're like looking at other people and I don't know. Let me just, quick, just uh, real quick. Go ahead, I'm sorry, oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, I was just going to respond to what you were saying just real quick. So, so right there, when you're quoting Galatians 5, by the way, those are internal, right? This is the fruit of the Spirit. This is where he's contrasting the works of the flesh with the fruit of the Spirit. And mm -hmm. these are internal things for one, right? So um, so God is working these things we wouldn't be able to see anyway. And I think that you're, you're um, um, yeah, we're on the same page there. Um, and now I just lost my train of thought. I was going to ask you this. Let me ask you both this. So go do, ahead, you, go ahead. Do, you think, do you think Marcus Rogers is saved? No. no. Wow, they, they answered that quick. They answered that one quick. He's preaching from the Bible. Sure. Yeah, but, but, you, but he trusts in his works. Yeah, he preaches. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, no, so, but he says he believes. Matter of fact, okay. Yeah, what about he someone? Believes, what about he what he believes, and he doesn't believe the gospel. He believes his own made-up gospel, like Alan Parr. Okay. So, so, do you believe Alan Parr is not saved? No. Well, well, here, so here's, here's what we're talking about. Though. So we're uh -oh. talking about the belief. We're talking about the object of belief, right? right. Oh, I believe he has a right. mind, right? He has heard the true God. You're not a pastor. I've only been studying the Bible in this right for what now seven months. You're not a pastor for uh, I would imagine close to a decade and not have had someone explain the gospel clearly to you. And you know what I'm saying? So he has received the gospel, rejected the gospel in favor for a gospel, a Calvinist gospel that relies upon works. So this is not. This is. It's one thing to hear the gospel. And then over time, see, this is what I think happens, right? You get saved, right? And I think I would believe you're saved by what you're saying. But this is what I, I think has happened to you. 
you get the gospel, you believe on Christ, you enter into Christian culture, Christian community. This is exactly what happened to Billy Graham, right? And now you're surrounded by people where, you know, now you're, you're, you're no longer in the world, you're around other Christians, right? The standards of morality rises. And then we, you also get, you know, there are Pharisees that come in through and, and mix up with people of the true gospel. And then they start trying to, you know, make it more about the, the changed life and the importance of living the changed life than it is about actually just trusting the finished work of Christ on the cross. And then you get all mixed up. And so now you're kind of in this halfway limbo zone of, well, yes, it's just Christ's blood that, that justifies and sanctifies. But at the same time, you're supposed to have evidence, but I can't tell you what that evidence is supposed to look like or how much it's supposed to be. It, it's, it's, it's this confused thing that can't help anybody. How do you anybody. know you're safe? How do you know you're safe then, Don? Okay, okay, I know, hold on. Oh, I, 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 I know. Let me wait, just real quick. I only have two minutes real quick. Okay, let me just get, I know I'm saved because I believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, I'll come back to that. John's going to get 15 minutes. Let me, let me finish up listening John and I'll come back to you, Don. Yeah, my bad. I'm not trying to cut you guys off. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Um, I just want to try to give a quick. Okay, so um, real quick, when it comes to Marcus Rogers, if you look at his works, you know what I mean, then you can say, okay, he's saved. He's planning churches. He's he's talking about Christianity all the time. Blah blah blah. If that was the criteria to know that somebody's saved, right? But really, the criteria comes down to what do you believe. And so now, when you ask the question of how do you know you're saved, the Bible never tells us to look to ourselves to see if we're saved. With the the possible verse when people say in Second Corinthians thirteen five, they use that verse to say that this is Paul saying, even though Paul's talking rhetorically, I believe in context. But people say, oh, okay, Paul says, examine yourselves to see if you're in the faith. That means that we should be looking at our works. Now, first, it never says works in that passage, and even then, we don't base an entire theology based on one verse. There's no other verse in the Bible that tells you to look to yourself to see that you're saved. Instead, we look to the promises of Christ, the promises of God, all throughout the Old Testament and New Testament. That's how we know that we're saved because his faithfulness, not our. So, so then is there, uh, we, which he's right, but is then the, the issue then becomes the semantics of who is and isn't of, who is and isn't a fruit inspector. Because I tell y'all this all the time, stop trying to inspect people's fruit, right? I, I, I don't think that's I don't think that's 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 because it sounds like the discretion is the arbitrary standard of which of what Christians then deem as saved. If you vote for this party, you're not saved. If you vote for this, th- right? Instead of saying, "Well, did you believe on Jesus for your salvation?" Right. Right. So we don't know that we're saved by looking at ourselves and our works in any way. And this is what I think is an unfortunate consequence of the Calvinist theology, because I think a lot of these people like Wayne Grudem's, I've read like a lot of his systematic theology book and stuff. It's a lot of Calvinist theology being interpreted because it makes sense on Calvinism. If you're a five point Calvinist, this position makes sense because you don't have free will. So therefore, if you're saved, God is going to make you produce good works. But on a, any non-Calvinistic view, it does not make sense. This is why I think Protestants are hopelessly confused when it comes to works, because they're trying to use Calvinistic interpretations in order to understand their own theology. And I think that that's what the big problem really comes from, the root of all of this confusion. Because like if you have to look at yourself to say, am I really saved? If you're introspective, you're going to be like, well, shoot, I'm sinning all the time. I'm really messing up. Um, I, I haven't solved this sin that like I keep talking to my wife in this way where I shouldn't be. And this is something that's been happening over and over. You know what I mean? And then people will say, well, you have to be trying. There's no passage that says that you have to be trying. It says that you have to do. Well, they say you have to love God. God says, if you love him, you'll keep his commandments. Not that you're going to try to keep his commandments and so on. And so there's tons of like, I'd, I'd like to get into the scripture, but again, we can continue to go with whatever you think. But, but what are your thoughts on, on that? I Okay. I agree with everything you said. And I don't think that there's a different differentiation in what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying again. Um, we are to keep his commandments. The problem is we can't, and what we cannot do is start numbering. I kept this one, I've done this one, I've done this one, because ultimately it, it becomes a heart issue. Only I and God know. If I start measuring what I've done, that can't that can't be. The question is, how then do I know I am saved? How do I know I trust him? Because there are people who truly, legitimately believe that they're saved, and they believe that Jesus Christ, they have the same profession you have, that Jesus Christ died on the cross. What makes that person who also believed, like Simon, the sorcerer in Acts 8, who believed, a different tense of the verb is used, who believe and is not saved or the ones in the, in the parable of the sower who believed, but they aren't. What's the difference? There's got to be something when Paul says to examine himself, examine what? Because I can promise you, and I've met so many of these people who, yeah, matter of fact, in retrospect, I really didn't. I, I understand because having a head knowledge, understanding that Jesus died on the cross. Well, that's not it, is it? There's got to be something. Else, and I have to believe that even though I can't. Yeah, I, I, don't, I just don't agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I just, just don't agree. agree. Let me, let me, all right. You know, do you believe two plus two equals four? Sure. 
Do you believe that with your head or with your heart? I believe it with my head and my heart. I've seen it in action. All right, what's, how, so what would it look like to only believe that with <laughs> Corey with that. <laughs> I love yeah. it. What do you mean? What would I, it look like to only believe that with your head? I don't know what it would look like. Exactly, because it doesn't exist. There, you, your heart pumps blood. You can only, uh, it's either something is true or it's not. It's either you think something is true or it's not. But if right? I know two plus two equals four, you know what I'm gonna do with it? I'm gonna work with that. I said no, you owe me four dollars, you gave I'm me two, I'm gonna, you owe me two more. That's a, that's, a, that's a reasonable approach to have, but the point is we agree that this whole distinction between heart belief and head belief is made up nonsense that only applies to believing on Christ. When it comes you, to else, we don't do that. If is I there ask, a such thing as a Christian is not a disciple? Or my question is, are you a disciple? Yeah, 100%, 100%. Okay, and I, yeah, what did God, hold on. What did God say the spirit in us is gonna do? Okay, you're 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 going back to the verse about that the spirit of God would cause us to yeah. What what, what do you say is going to do? No, the Bible clearly says that the Holy Spirit will lead us in all truth, and um, I'll actually show you. Jesus, no, 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 no. The, Ezekiel thirty six twenty seven. What does it say? Does it, but Jesus tells us exactly what the Comforter is going to do, right? In the Book of John, and he tells us that he will lead us in all truth and understanding, and call, and give us remembrance for that which he has said, and, and so, that we will follow him too, right? No, no, no. That's not what it says. Right? Jesus, hold on. Jesus didn't say we're going to follow him. No, I'm, you're asking me what the Holy Spirit is for. I'm telling you what Jesus says. Okay, well, I, well, but what I asked you was, what does that passage refer to? What does it mean when God says, either in Jeremiah 30, 29 or Ezekiel 36, when God says that his spirit is going to cause us? Now, <laughs> poor Corey Minor over here sweating. <laughs> to what degree? No, he doesn't okay. say. I think we should get him some uh, AC in his You're implying that God forces us to do things. No, 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 no. no. He says cause us to walk. What, what, do you, what, 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 do you, what do you believe he means when he says cause? Without, without trying to figure it out, we can just look at what the word, the word cause is this word here, which is to make. This so is the word. This is God, the word. Asa. So are you saying God makes? Yeah, but you would still say that. Yeah, because you would still say that we have to yield to the Holy Spirit, right? We do. Now, does, does, does he make us? Does he make us do? Huh? I said. I said you would agree that we we have the, we have we could choose to yield to the Spirit or not, right? We Unless have we, we have volition, and there's there's this tension because we still have the flesh, we still have the Spirit. But he said what he's going to do. Now he didn't say totally completely. We know that's not going to happen. But if he says the word Asa in Hebrew, Asa Hawak is mean to cause us to walk. No, I think I can give you an explanation for what he means by cause. Okay, right? what's it mean? If you hire a personal trainer and he tells you how to structure your diet and your exercise routine to lose weight, then you can say that the personal trainer trainer was a cause in you losing that weight. But you're the one who had to pick up the weight. You're the one who had to chose, uh, like to, to follow the diet regimen. In the same way, the Holy Spirit directs us in how we should live our lives. But it's either God makes us do it by force or we choose to do it. You can't have it both ways. So if we choose wait to second, do it- Wait a second, though. He said, I didn't. And the word that's there is to make. The word, I said, let me go back to the phone screen. I'm just saying stand on something. I'm saying, does God make us do things or do we choose to do things? What does he say is going to happen? The Holy Spirit is going to cause us to the I, issue. No, okay, here, here's the problem. Here's, but you're assuming, yeah. No, I'm not assuming. Okay, you're here's assuming, this. but you're assuming. We want to do good, but we just won't do good. We can try to do good, we won't. There is none of us that will do good, nor do we even want to do. The issue is, though, now we've got a new disposition, a new heart. We are a new creature, right? New disposition because the Holy Spirit is in us. The Holy but Spirit is like in us. You're, 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 you're trying to go around it, right? Just I'm say not, what you did. So is it, does he make us do it or not? The word literally says, make you. Make you, make a, us uh, walk in his, in his teachings. It's a yes or no. And I'm trying, I do see you as an elder and I respect you. You know, I'm just a little passionate here, right? Oh, so no, you, sure. listen, Don, you, bro, you are fine. You are fine. Listen, I've, I've, I've dealt with, I'm not, I'm not just saying this, but I've dealt with actual real life killers. And so yeah. the passion doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, Corey got a crazy testimony, by the way. This is good. This is good. Is it caused? Because now we're, now we're at that passage in Ezekiel. And now I feel like we're getting to the nuts and bolts. What does it mean to cause? What does it mean to cause? Right? Yes, it's sped up because we're not, we, you know. I, I know I, I've watched a lot of your videos. I know a lot of your story. But okay, so my question is though, so does, it's a yes, I want a yes or no answer. Does God make us do the good works or not? Yes. The good works we do, okay. he makes us do those. The spirit does that. Okay. Not on our own. If God so makes have, us do good works and good works are, and good works are the evidence that we're supposed to look for in order to know that we're saved, then how can that be on the person? It's God that is failing us because what does it take to believe more so?
and accept it's true. Okay, if the so idea is you accept it as true, then the Holy Spirit dwells within me that is going to make me do good works. Well, then if I'm not manifesting good works, that's God choosing not to no, do good works. No, no, no. Because what does Paul say? Paul, Paul addresses this very thing. Paul says the good I want to do, I don't do. The bad I don't want to do, I keep doing. Well, who's making it? It's him that's doing the bad. The good that he does. Ice, um, I'm, I'm uh, critical of the... <clears throat> I'm critical of the ideology, not of them addressing the right problems. Corey isn't sweating. This is just the glory shining off of him like Moses. You're out of control, Jay. The man that I am is only, the only good thing that's in him is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit works in us to do, obviously, the Lord's will. The fact that we still have this flesh is our big issue. And so he gives us He gives us volition. There are times, though, where, guess what? God, we have free will, if you want to use that, that word. So too does God. The Holy Spirit is trying to work in something in us. That's why he says he that began a good work in us. He, that's God is going to be the one that's going to complete it. Not us. So us going through this, yeah, it's physically us and there's some desire in us because our heart has changed, but ultimately the heart, the, the reason behind this desire to do so is him. Whatever good I want to do, it's, it's, it's no longer I who live, but the Lord who lives in me. The reason why I want to praise him, he gives me this. The reason why I even want to say yes to him, he does so. It's not me. That's why, that's why what can what can get rid of all the confusion. And again, it's not saying that, because again, we're not saying, I don't think, we're, I think hopefully we pass this, that we're not saying we're saved by works, but in salvation we do work. And but and we go off of his promise. Remember, if there are no works, if there huh? are no works, if you're saying, but you're saying if there are no works, which again, we, come can't from? Describe, we can't describe what a person who does no works looks like. Everyone does good works, right? If yeah. And so there are people who are not saved who do good works. I'm pretty sure no, they'll probably have all laid across the street once or twice. Exactly. Everybody does good works. So if good works are the evidence and everyone does good works, then all it takes to know, distinguish whether or not someone is saved or not is the, what they say they believe. So because my question is this, and I know we have to, we have to go ahead and, 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 and leave as well. We, we need to do this again. But here's my question. If I, if I used to, as, as doing outreach work, mm -hmm. I have to differentiate between the people who would say, yeah, I believe Jesus and I'm going to hit this joint and do all these other things. And I never, I believe Jesus back in 1942, ain't read, ain't prayed, ain't did nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, I ain't seen no hide or hair or nothing Christian in my life, but I believe. And so I, I'm, I think I'll be all right. Well, that kind of faith we might, eh. now, but the question is how, because there's two types of beliefs. The one that doesn't save like the parable of the sowers or Simon, and there's this believing that Christians have. How to, do I know I believed? And not to cut you off, but just to bring it back to what sparked this whole conversation, mm -hmm. the guy you just described also, I will have you know, is a far cry from the guy Alan Parr described, right? <laughs> like, no. Oh, Yes, no, yes. Alan Parr said, oh, you might be going to church. You might be giving a tithe. You might let me be say this. praying. You might be reading Don, Bible. But, Don, let me say this, brother. Don, let me say this, brother. Let me, let me say this, Don. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tribute this. I'm going to tribute this to age. I'm going to Listen, Don. Listen, Don. Listen, Don. Listen, Don. And I got Don, listen. I can promise you. I can promise you you're going to change on this. As committed as I feel like. Let me tell you what Alan was describing. I seen this up, up close. This is, that's who he said. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I actually talked to Alan about this for three. I talked to Alan about this for three hours on the He phone. told me he did. I, I'm pretty sure I understand his view. I talked to him many times about this season, mm -hmm. especially this last time. He talked about three hours. So I understand his view pretty clearly. So basically what he's saying that if you're not committed to basically being a disciple, then you're probably not saved in this way. So uh, um, I'm trying not to get into details kind of with like a private conversation and stuff, but mm -hmm. um, but Alan does hold a view like that where it's like, basically you can look to your life to see if you're saved or not. And I think that's what you're saying too. And I would just say that that's just completely unbiblical. Like, let me tell you what I'm saying. Second Corinthians 13, five. Yeah, let me tell you what I'm saying. Let me tell you what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. that I want to know for a fact that I'm saved. I want to know for a fact if I believe. Now I believe that anybody that really has that, that, that concern, am I? Probably is safe. Probably has, has, has genuine belief because worldly folks, folks of the devil don't really care. Yeah, I think I am. But I have literally seen people Literally, remember, I've been around the worst of the worst. I've been around the guy who says, yeah, I believe you. I know they can write it out. And then we'll go out and rape a man, kill him, stab him up or whatever. When the guards, I've seen it. And then have no, you know, and then, and then, and then, and then convert to Islam. Well, wait a second. Hold up. At that moment, at that moment, that guy looked like and said it. So my point is this. Okay. I think at least what I get from Alan, but this is, but, but, but there's, there's, side, there's assumptions behind what you're saying though. You're right. That's why I said this. That's why I say this guys. I don't know. No, that's a, None of us know. Right, right. Only but, that's but why, that's why Paul says, well, see, that's why Paul says, let, let a man but, 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 but,
well, that's that's not true. But <laughs> oh, Paul didn't say let him examine himself. No, Paul. He, he says to see if you're in the faith, but he's not talking about the works, and he's speaking it rhetorically. But but anyways, we, we can come back to that verse. Okay. Um, um if you like that, but that's literally the only verse in scripture. If even let's say that it did say that, you don't base an entire theology off that. No, no we're not. I, and I'm not. Say it again. But, but but you're saying that we can look to our lifestyles to know if we're saved or not, right? No, I'm, okay, let me, let me what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Okay. I want y'all to hear me. Okay. I'm saying if a person is to examine himself to see if he's of the faith, to see if see if he's believing, Paul is asking that question because clearly there are people already who think they are, which is why Paul continuously gives these warning passages. He says, if indeed you are saved, make sure he, this is not just one time in, in the book of Corinthians, there's several times. So what do I have at my disposal, me? To verify if I am of the faith, do, if I do have Christ, what what do I have to verify that? Well, one, if I do sin, am I bothered by that? Well, that's something. Have I? Can yeah. See, I think what you what we do to verify that is we look to Scripture and Romans says, if you profess with your mouth, believe in your heart, that you are saved with your heart. For it is what the heart one believes. So that word heart doesn't mean organ. That word heart means your being, the the core fabric of your being. You believe with the core fabric of your being. I don't think we need to then. Add this. And by the way, I don't think people who aren't saved are asking if they are saved. <laughs> how do you know? How do I know if I'm saved? I don't think the person that's saved is going to even ask that question. Right. I don't think that person that's saved is going to ask that question. I think the person that's saved is probably not even thinking about that. Excuse me. I think the person that's not saved is probably not even thinking that. So it's kind of like a rhetorical thing. You know what I mean? Um... As the organ heart. Yeah, this, this, the heart meaning the being, the essence, the, 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 car, the core of who you are. If you believe with your heart and, 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 and your mind, all of it. I right? can at least There's say no something. Scripture that says that, though. I'm saying it again. Well, go ahead. It's, oh, that's just not biblical, though. Is there a verse that says if you're saying you're going to have a bad feeling about it? No, no, no. I, no, no, no. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I said what I said, that if, if I sin, if I'm not grieved by that sin, if the spirit in me is not grieved, I think we got a problem. But again, the fact... Well, yeah, but there's certain sins that we're not grieved by. If we're going to be fair, there's certain sins that might be blind spots that you don't even know were sinful because you just maybe didn't know. There are those. We Let's keep it a buck. There's certain things we do that we are broken over that like, yo, I can't believe I did that. That's, that's whack. That's an L. And there's other things that like, I didn't know that was a sin. I didn't know that was a violation. So a, a brother might have to come to you and explain to you, right? So I think that's that's the tough part. Not every sin you're, you're, you 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 hate. A lot of sin is fun, right? My man Corey Miner always not Corey Miner. My man uh, Kirk Kennedy always goes. You know the first three letters of a funeral is fun because a lot of sin is fun, right? So I, I think it's a bit of a stretch to say that we're always convicted by every sin we commit. No, he says that we've been says. saved. He says we've been saved to do works. The work the works that were that were given to us beforehand. Did he not have, does he not intend for us to do anything? Does he not intend for us to let our works uh, uh, shine right. and then people glorify God because of that? Are we to right. not, do, so my question is, are we to not do any works? No, but here's the thing. No. Okay, so, oh, hey, wait, real quick, Dad, real quick, because I got to get off in just a couple minutes. So, I, I, I got to leave two in a second. Okay, so Paul said he was thankful for the law because if it wasn't for the law, he wouldn't have known that he was coveting, right? But mm -hmm. why would you need the law if it was going to be if you had the Holy Spirit? Paul had the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit would have prompted him to make him feel bad. I also have a friend, David Wood, who you might, might or may not know, who does not feel bad. Um, he does because he's diagnosed as a psychopath. He doesn't have. That's a, and this is a great point. David Wood does not feel bad. He does. He, he don't got no conviction of sin. Does he not saved? 
right? The feelings that we have. He doesn't have that guilty conscience, like people who are saved and not saved. But according to that logic, then he would not have the Holy Spirit because he doesn't feel bad. There's nothing about feeling bad as a condition of, of knowing that you're in the Spirit for, for one. Um, and what was the question you just asked about um, producing no works? Yeah, like we said earlier, nobody, there's nobody on this planet that doesn't produce good works because, I mean, Bill and Melinda Gates, they produce good works and they're not Christians. But um, I would say it's a good work to save millions of Africans' lives, right? I would say that, even though, like, Bill, and, uh, Bill Gates, people don't like Bill Gates, so maybe a bad example. But, but I'd say so. so but here, the thing is, too, is like, so even if Paul was saying this in 1 Corinthians 13, 5, um, all throughout 1 Corinthians, too, just look at 1 Corinthians 3. This is where we get the word carnal from. He's talking about, us being carnal in the flesh. And then we look at 1 Corinthians 3, you look at verses 10 through 15. What is he saying? He's saying that the people who are saved, um, their works, their rewards will be burned up, but they'll still make it into heaven even if it's through the flames because these people are living like fleshly men. He says, I can't even call you godly men. Um, I think that's what he says, but he says, you guys are still um, live like um, fleshly men, right? These people are fully in the flesh. Paul does not threaten their salvation ever. He does not say, if you guys keep, don't keep sinning, then you're not saved and you're going to go to hell. He never gives them those passages in all of 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians. You know what I mean? And you would think that if that was the issue that he was trying to get that, it's not. And so over and over, what you always see in the Bible is Paul says, this is who you are. This is what Christ has done for you. Um, Christ has did this for you. This is who you are. So act like it. So, you know what I mean? If you're a child right. of God, act like it, right. you know, but it's an adoption. And so this is why I think it's so bad because the moment we start telling people to look to their self or their works or anything like that to know for say, because you, yep. made, you made an assumption there too, when you talked about, yep, you shouldn't tell people to look to themselves. That's how, a fact. Um, the people in He's prison, right. you said, I talked to these people in prison who are doing all these things and then they would go out, let's just say the worst kinds of sins. It doesn't really matter. We know that Christians can and do sin from the Bible and reality, right? We know that they continue to sin um, even after being saved. So just because there's sins that are greater, you know what I mean? That we can, that we subjectively consider greater. Um, then I think, um, oh, hold on one second. Um, just because there's sins that we consider to be greater from our Don is checked out. Uh, before God, one sin all it takes is to ruin perfection, right? <laughs> one sin the, last part, though, John. The, the, the last part okay, of one guy in particular who was at church said he believed. Oh, converted to Islam. Converted to Islam. What's he say? Yeah. No, but, but, but so is it possible for a Christian? Well, Hebrews, think about Hebrews, the whole book of Hebrews. What is it? These people were saved. They're thinking about going back to the law. They're trying mm -hmm. to go to bulls and goats. And, and so that's the whole entire context there. So you can have a genuine believer who decides to leave and go to another faith, right? No, no. I would agree. That, so, you, so you don't, so then how do you understand the book of Hebrews? The entire book of Hebrews? The entire book of Hebrews were the people that. who all they knew, these, these Jews, all they knew was the law and the atonement by that. And they thought that what they had to do was every year and atonement no, no, by no. every year, which is why he contrasts Hebrews with the book of, of, of Leviticus. And he brings up these yes. images numbers, of numbers. Uh, the day of, of the day of atonement. Any, any, yeah, any? But yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I, I hope that's not what, Don, what what John is saying here. I don't think he's saying. I hope that's not what he's saying. I, I'm gonna have to ask him about that because I don't think you. Again, and this is this kind of where the free grace position is just hard for me. Hebrews seven twenty seven. What does Hebrews seven twenty seven say? I don't have that first committed in memory the other way, but basically he says that you guys have this sacrifice. No, no, no. I think we should examine our ways. I just don't think examining our ways is a benchmark on whether or not you confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart that you're saved. Per Romans. Right. So again, it's not saying live like however you want to live. That's that's not my position at all. That's good once and for all. Right. So you have this sacrifice that's going to cover all of your sins. So he says, so why then would you be trying to go back to the, the, to, the um, to the law with the bulls and goats? Right. Because we have a high priest who covers all of our sins. Right. And mm -hmm. so so that's the whole thing is these people. He was urging them not to go back to the law. The same thing with Galatians when he said, how fast have you guys forgotten the truth? You know what I mean? He's telling they're trying to go back to the laws, uh, to the circumcision. So this is where we see the same thing in, in Galatians. These are people who are genuinely believers and they're forgotten the gospel and going to a workspace salvation, which is the same thing that we see consistently with Protestants. It's the exact same. So, problem. And so, it's the same thing that every other religion on the planet teaches. So, John, here's my question, because I, I don't want to I don't want to rehash the, the scripture that I used earlier. But here's my question. Are there some people out there, in your opinion, who think they believe uh, but aren't actual authentic Christians? Yes. Yeah, so I would see these people as in uh, Matthew 7, verse 23, the ones that Jesus says, apart from me, I never knew you. Right? OK. And, how, and, they, and so how, how would they know? How would they know they don't know him? How would they know that they don't have a relationship? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Well, well, let's think about this. So again, uh, so if you, we can talk about the no mother fruits, but we'll, we'll skip that. So we'll go to um, uh, Matthew I, 7, verse I mean, 23. I mean, right. When we look at that, that verse where he talks about depart from me, I never knew you. Who is it that who are, who are, what are the kind of people yeah, does Jesus describe? Right. You, he, have I not prophesied yeah. your name? Right. Have I not um, cast out you demons? Have I not? Yeah. 
it's not the kind of guy that you and Alan are describing. It, you, the, the kind of person that Jesus says, depart from me. I never knew you are, in fact, the passionate, right? It's the people who look to you. That, that is the kind of person talking about. their own works. No, no, no those, those are the people that look to their own works. Those are the people doing what, what you're describing. Uh, but I mean, but, I but how, how do they know? But, they, they legitimately thought yes. that they had a relationship with Christ? No, no, no. Wait, wait, no. Well, let, 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 let me, hey, Don, real quick. Let me just finish this one, Don. Wait, wait, wait. All right. Yeah, just real quick. So, so the, here's the problem. These people, what were they looking for for assurance of their salvation? They were looking to their works. What was the problem? They had their righteousness rather than Christ's righteousness. That was the entire problem there. Because this is why it's so bizarre to me. He says, only the people who do the will of the Father are the ones who are going to be saved, right? That's what he's going to say at the end of the work. He said, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. I never knew you. What he's talking about is these people are looking to their own righteousness for their salvation, which is why it's the, oh, they're looking at themselves. You can look to your own works. But God, we did these things in your name. They were trusting in their own righteousness in some sense rather than trusting in Christ's righteousness. This is what I think is the giant problem with a lot of this is because when we teach these things where you say, you can know if you're a Christian or not based on your lifestyle, you're teaching them to do those things. To the, in the same way of the people who Jesus told to depart from him because he never knew him. And so, so that, that's my position on that. So uh, Don, go ahead. And, uh, go ahead, Don. And then we'll, we'll have to go ahead and wrap up. I got a, I got a uh, knocker out there in the front waiting on me. <laughs> no, it's all good. Okay. What'd you say, Don? Ahead, Don. No, I'm, yeah, I'm saying it's all good. It's all good. It's here, all good. Here, here, now, here, now, by the way, this is, this is the one main thing that I, wanna, that I really want to focus on. Uh, and this is why I even titled it The, the, the Wrong Fight. <clears throat> because, Don, I, I would be careful to say that somebody like Alan Parr is not a believer. I believe, as far as we can tell, he is. As a matter of fact, by the same standards that you're using, he is. Now, does he... That's fine. Hear me out. But about. there are some people out there that are dangerous to the body. There, I'm looking at a video of a lady who's telling somebody that, that she's got gold dust on her feet. Dangerous to the body. That will do... Again, we put some pictures of Jim Jones of the world, who the first mega church pastor in America, believes, open the scriptures, read the Bible. Uh, some people that are dangerous. I think those are the fights that we need to fight. Now, I'm not saying don't, don't have issue or don't have a discussion on these things. Doctrine is fair game. I don't care who it is. Doctrine is fair game. I've criticized my former pastor. I've criticized friends. Doctrine is fair game. But John 3.36. John 3.36, right? The, the gospel is incredibly clear. John 3.36, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. You know what I'm saying? Romans 10, 9. The gospel is incredibly clear. Mm -hmm. Anybody that preaches anything other than this, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. The definition of believe is except, um, you know, except something is true. And so when Jesus go, is going around, right, we're studying, um, we're studying the book of John today. And uh, as we were going through it, Jesus was saying, I am the Messiah, right? He, that's what he was preaching, that I am the Messiah. And so that is what he wanted us to believe, that he was the savior of the world, that he had come okay. to the world. Let me, let me say this. I've got, to, I've got to run up here to the, to the front, okay. but I, this is what I believe. Um, Jesus describes who his sheep are. He tells us that his sheep hear and follow. You felt like they shot a little bro him? I didn't think they were trying to. I, I didn't get that energy at all from, from uh, John. I don't know if anybody tried to little bro him. He do not walk away. And he said, do not walk away. The only thing left is, can they be snatched away? They cannot be Wait, snatched away. You're, you're not addressing the scriptures. I, I believe you're, you're, you're going, jump into other scriptures. Well, I, I've, I've got literally two seconds, so I, so I, so I can't. Um, yeah, but that's what I've, I'm covered, I've covered one, two, three, I've, I've covered about 10 or 12, 14 different passages, and so I can't do it right now. Um, we can have a conversation again. I'm saying this is, this is the gospel is something you see, like you're talking about, oh, you know, I, Christian, I believe Christians agree. Listen, I, I do, Don, I do believe everything. I do believe that our faith in Christ is what saves us. Our faith only in Christ is what saves us. If I, if I place my, hold on, hold on Don. If I place my faith in Christ. I haven't had a chance to speak in like, like for the last 20 minutes. I've said like, Don, I've got a doctor literally up in the front. I've, I've got to go. So I've got to kind of close this out. All right. I'll let and you so go ahead. I believe what you said. I believe what you said. Only faith in Christ is the only reason why we can be saved. I wouldn't care if you if you if you wrote a brand new Bible. I wouldn't care if you copied the Bible perfectly. I wouldn't care if you have every little lady in the world across the street. That's not what saves you. I believe what saves you, like you all believe as well, is that faith in what he's done, believing in him is, is, is the issue. And then I believe also that when Jesus says that his sheep, that's who we are as believers, we're his sheep, that we will follow, that we will hear, and that we will never depart. That's what I believe. I don't think we're preaching a, a different gospel. Now, if we have some differences on that or whatever, then, then amen. But my, my, my greater point is that we pigeonhole folks into these extreme categories and think that that person can't be saved because mm -hmm. they disagree. At the very, the one thing that we can at least learn from is somebody like a James White and a Layton Flowers who vehemently disagree 
both will stay also vehemently that both are men of God and love the Lord. We just differ. And I think that's the main thing. There are certain fights worth having. There are certain disagreements worth having in a godly fashion. Uh, and so if we're going to say that faith alone is what saves us, uh, and I think if someone says that, if they tell us that's what they believe, then amen. Anyone that says that salvation comes as, as a result of works or is kept by works, we, we vehemently disregard that as well. And yeah, so, but that, that's what it sounds like you're saying. It's what Alan I'm said. Telling you what I'm telling you what I'm saying. Guys, no, you guys give lip service to the true gospel, but then you back end works, you, you make all of these 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 amendments to the gospel. You okay. know, you, you add all these qualifiers and it's 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 a corruption of the gospel. It's not as though I didn't use it. It's not as though I didn't use the scripture though. So but 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 I, no, I, I I've got to go ahead and run. Everybody, 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 you know, everybody can, you know, um Muslims abuse scripture as well. You know what I'm saying? Anyone can like quote scripture and get it to say what they wanted to say. All I'm saying is that when there's incredibly clear scripture that tells us what it takes to be saved, I don't see why we seek to amend to that. You know, I don't, I don't I don't I don't think I, I seek to amend that. As a matter of fact, um I think I do a very good job of working through the scripture. I, am I perfect? Do I know what no, but I think I do. I think I do again. I I I love the scripture so much that I wanted to learn the language. Even folks will blast me for learning the languages. That's fine. But I spend my time uh, in this. And so we, we disagree. But, but the point that I want to make before we leave is that we can disagree and still be brothers. Amen. Um, uh, yo, I, I want to say thank you. I, I think the, there's the thing. We, there's so many things in, in you know. Hold, hold, hold on down. Hold, hold, hold on down. Let, let John get ready to go. Uh, I was just going to say, yo, um, thanks for having me on. I oh. appreciate um, taking the scripture seriously. I think that I would like to continue this conversation at some point, too, because I, I, I want to say, like, yeah, I think there's a lot of kind of issues here, but I think we can work them out. So it'd be nice mm -hmm. to have another conversation soon. Hopefully we can do it at some point. Um, yeah. But thanks for having me on. And, um, and Don, um, I'll get you up later, man. Get a, get a, get a talk to you, bro. All right, brother. All right, Don, I, I, I love you too, brother. Uh, John, I love you all guys. I have really got to go. The, lady, the ladies up there waiting on me. I have, I've, I've got to go. But listen, we're going to, uh, I got your email, so, and, and I got Okay, so it sounds like they want to have another conversation. I think that's good. I think conversations like this are healthy. I think uh, the question comes in, where is that line of uh, categorizing someone as a, as a heretic or a wolf? And I would not, I don't believe that Calvinists are heretics, so I think they're very wrong on a lot of things. Shout out to Sean Sean for the super chat. He says, it seems like they all believe in the gospel and they're arguing about other things. Yeah, I think this is, this is the question. This, is my, this would be my question. This would be my question. If the gospel is the greatest deal ever, somebody said, why would anybody deconvert from that? I, I forgot who that was. Shout out to whoever. Was. Great question. Why would they deconvert? I don't know. Right? If the gospel is the greatest deal ever, here's the flip side. Why would we not want to do good works? This is like, like let's just drop my presupposition that God is, is active and moving and something supernatural happens. Why would we not want to do good works? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just oversimplifying it. My son wants to do things that please me because I'm a good father. He loves me and I love him. Does he always get it right? No. If he sins, is he still my son? Yes. If he sins a thousand times, is he still my son? Yes. But he's but but he wants to do good works because I'm a good father. You know? I don't know. That, 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 that's, that's how I look at it. It's like, why would we not want to do good works? We should do good works. You should get baptized. Doesn't mean baptism is what saves you. It means... You should want to get baptized. You should want to get, and you should want to read the Bible more, right? Like, why? Now we can pinpoint why. Now I now, now I agree that that's not a good parameter of if someone is saved or not, because then it's like how many works, how many times, how which Bible, how many translations, how many blah, 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 blah. all that other stuff is like, yeah, no, 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 that's that's weird because now you're being a fruit inspector. I don't think that's necessary, right? But my question would just be like, why would you not want to? If I love my wife, why would I not want to do things to please my wife? Right. And so I think the, 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 I feel like to pinpoint this conversation is does something supernatural happen in the heart of the believer? One side is saying, well, your works will prove that you're saved, Lordship, salvation. I don't fully agree with that. The other side is saying, um, 
I don't know what the other side is saying. I think we'd all agree that we should do good works. I think we'd all would I think we'd all agree that we should do good works. You know what I mean? I think we'd all agree that we should do good works. Maybe the motivations are wrong. Maybe one side is saying the spirit is 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 causing or unctioning or influencing, right? Those good works. The other side is saying, no, those good works of you do them because you want to do them. Uh, you do them even when you don't want to do them because they're the right thing to do. I think then we're getting into that, the, the semantics there, right? But I think when you look at new hearts, believe with your heart, uh, new creation, I think those things are saying born again. Those things are saying something's happening, right? Something's happening. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I, I, I don't have the language and the vocabulary. Something happened in my heart that made me want to do good stuff, you know? Um, do I always do it? No. If I don't do it, am I going to hell? No. You know? So, um, I don't know that, 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 that's, that, that, that's, that's my position on this. That's my position on this. I don't, I, I think, uh, and I think these conversations need to, need to happen, right? If you don't do any good works, can faith, can that faith save you? Um, yeah, I think so. Did, did, did the faith of the thief on the cross save him? Did he do any good works? Now that's the see, but that's the exception to the rule. Yes, we need to give the caveat of addiction, of the thief on the cross, of the deathbed confession, all of that. So folks that get saved on their deathbed, they don't get baptized. They're still saved. They don't do anywhere. They're still saved. Right? Yes, they're still saved. Right? Sounds like you're in the middle of Corey and John's awesome conversation. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know how in the middle I am. Right? So I, I think when we're when we're talking about this, um, I don't know if we're just talking past each other or what. You know, do you see baptism as a gift or a work? Um, I think it's a thing you do because you're commanded to do it. But I don't think if you don't do it, you're going to hell. Thief on the cross just means that you could still be saved even when you were in your last minutes of living. Yes, but he didn't have proper doctrine. He didn't have any works. We have to make those caveats. Anyone who preaches a works-based salvation, how many good works? Yeah, how many good works? How long? How many? Right? But yes, I would think baptism is a work. I would think reading your Bible is a work. I would think going to church is a work. All those things are work. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do them. It just means those aren't the things to save you. I don't know. I, I, I don't think this is that complicated. I, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm tripping. Either way, I got to go. I love you guys. Appreciate everybody hanging out. You guys are amazing. Thank you for uh, indulging me on this conversation. Um, yeah, Thief on the Cross didn't have any theology. He, the Thief on the Cross didn't understand this. The thief on the cross did not understand this. 